Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the cats right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by First Watch. We'll tell you a little bit more about them. And full disclosure, this is the second time we are recording this (laughs) intro because as we started, we got about a minute into the podcast we're doing now and Wandell Robinson tweeted out some news. We're going to break that down, obviously, and then we'll get to some other news of the day later on the podcast, depending on how long our discussion on Wandell Robinson goes. But you probably are aware by now, Wandell Robinson, Kentucky's highest rated commit for football has decommitted and then has committed to Nebraska. Uh, He put out a statement on Twitter. I'll read it real quick. Throughout this whole recruiting process, I've always been told, do what's best for you. You have to live your life for for you and nobody else. Just follow your heart. Those words of advice got away from me as my verbal commitment date neared. I got overwhelmed by the pressure from outside influences, the pressure of staying home, and the pressure of trying to please everyone. Most people don't realize the stress that goes on with recruiting, especially when it's from your home state and everyone wants you to go there. Staying home is something I would have loved to do, but unfortunately my heart just isn't there. I will be decommitting from the University of Kentucky. Coach Stoops, Coach Merrow, Coach Grand, Coach Smith, the University of Kentucky, and the entire UK fan base, I cannot thank you enough for your support you've given me throughout the whole process. I regret that things happened the way they did, It has never been my intention to hurt or mislead anyone or play any sort of game. I am grateful for the opportunities that UK offered and have the utmost respect for the entire program and university. But with that being said, I am following my heart announcing that I am committing to the University of Nebraska. Thank you, Coach Frost, Coach Held, and Coach Walters. Please, no interviews or questions. That's like, you have to do that. When you do one of these things. Hashtag respect my decision. Yeah, that's that's a guarantee at the end of that. So, But, Kyle, this is a monster loss for UK. There's no other way to... Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a big-time player. He's the best player in the state. He's uh, the best player, I think, top-rated player that was in their uh, recruiting class. Yes. We are sitting here, what, 13 days away from mm-hmm. signing day? I think it's December 18th, uh, the, the fall or the early signing period. Um <clears throat> was going to be an instant impact on their offense. I think the theory went, you know, it was going to be uh, that kind of compliment to Lynn Bowden, another type of guy like that, but a diff- but different, you know, like a, a kind of a bowling ball kid who could make plays out of the backfield at, at, you know, split out wide in the slot, maybe even in the return game. I mean, he's a dynamic offensive playmaker. And, um, I think a guy that by committing to Kentucky uh, really put a jolt into their recruiting. Yes. You wonder if it hurts them at all. I don't think it will, but you know they did go on to sign a, a handful more top in-state guys after Wandale. One more commit from J.J. Weaver, and uh, this should, another one likely coming. That's what I was going to say. We'll, we'll we'll I'll just touch on that briefly, and uh, I think Kyle and I's. Thoughts on this are very clear. We've we've discussed them on social media and on this podcast and previous one. Don't tweet players yeah, don't terrible tweet things. Players. But um, if you want, if I wanted to drive home that point, I would say Jared Casey, the player who is likely to commit uh, to Kentucky, decommitted from Oregon a few weeks ago. So if you're hating on Wandell for doing this, right? 
you, in theory, shouldn't be a fan of Jared Casey because he's most likely going to do the same thing but flip to your school. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there there is that. I, I think the weird... Uh, and we are going to be the last place that's going to, like, dump on a kid. So, teenager making a tough decision. You heard there in the in the statement he put out that he felt a lot of pressure. I get that. I totally get all that. It's just weird. He... he Received his all America, one of the all America, you know, high school America game jersey. Yeah, the presentations, offici- the official invite, and the the they, as you should, that should be a huge ceremony. Yeah. The the all American game comes, gives you a jersey and all that deal. That was that, Tuesday, yesterday. Yes, as we're recording this on Wednesday, that was Tuesday, and he's talking about he's recruiting other guys to join him at Kentucky. He says, "I am going to sign with Kentucky in December." He said, you know, somebody asked him, was anybody else still recruiting him? He said, really, only Nebraska, but I'm planning to sign with Kentucky yesterday, not like two weeks ago, yesterday afternoon, and by 2.30 p.m. today, the next day, Wednesday, as we record this, he's got a whole, a clear, like a thing that clearly has, he's been thinking about. Well, and also... We will, I'll get some quotes from this in a bit, from Huskers 247. They actually have another piece with more quotes from him. So so, he, so that was, you know, this was premeditated and the, the the buzz was out there. People were, recruiting analysts were saying it's going to even, even like almost, almost simultaneous to Wandale Robinson making those comments yesterday, recruiting analysts here and there were saying he's going to flip to Nebraska. This was like already, pretty much already done, it sounds like. As he is saying, I'm going to I'm recruiting to Kentucky and I am going to sign with Kentucky. That is the one thing I would say. Whoever advised him on this did a poor job. Uh, that is a that's that is not a good move. I, I'm you know I think you go should go wherever your heart leads you, and you could change your mind as many times as you want. To in my opinion, if you're an 18 year old, because when I was 18 years old, I changed my mind every other day. About everything. You know, I transferred colleges when I was 19 years old. Like, I get all that. It's just not a great look to say the complete opposite the day before when you, and it, especially if it's true that you basically had already told Nebraska you were doing this. That's the way it sounds. You know, that to me is why he's probably going to get, I mean, I would not look at my social media mentions if I was him. I think it's oh, going to no. be bad for him, which I do think is horrible. Don't do that. Just don't tweet it. I mean, tell your friend. Like, tell your friend how much how mad you are at Wandell Robinson. Don't tell Wandell Robinson. I think he handled it poorly, but don't tweet it to kid. Kind of broadly, I will say this: the, the weird thing that these these players set these dates. I don't understand. They like put themselves in a corner. Yeah, if you're not sure yet, exactly. Don't set that, a date. That, that's my point. And I feel like an old man yelling at kids to get off my lawn. But why are you setting an announcement date when you're not 100% decided? Just decide, then set an announcement date. And then that'll be that. And it won't be as big an issue. I feel like a lot of times that that ends up what happens. And this seems to be that what happened. Some of the quotes that I was talking about from the Husker 247 uh, story. You know, he talked about how the Nebraska visit, it just stuck with him, a place that stuck with me this whole time. Um, he said that, here's the quote that's interesting, after decommitting from Kentucky and committing to Nebraska, he said, it feels really good. Obviously, some things happened the night before my commitment, 
but now things are settled and this is where my heart was at first. It's just weird that, I don't know, you set this artificial deadline and when the real deadline is signing day, just make your decision signing day if you really don't know. I, I don't know. It's it's just a weird a weird situation in my estimation and it's it's a gut punch to probably Mark Stoops, I'm sure, and all, all the coaching staff because this was a really big get and a guy that they were really going to utilize in their offensive schemes, I feel like. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess if you're a, an offensive skill guy on the roster right now, you got to feel happy. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was going to take somebody's minutes uh, or snaps. I'm, I'm in basketball mode. <laughs> yeah. Minutes. Um, you know, who does that open a door for? I guess we, how you have to think about it now if you're Kentucky. Um, but it's it's a big loss. They, they needed a, a jolt. I mean, here's here's another thing I would say, though. I guess, I don't know, to, to Wandell's credit, but to his, maybe speaking to his frame of mind, let's be honest. Scott Frost's offense or Eddie Grand's offense? If you're one, if you're the type of player that Wandell Robinson, but which is. one? Which I mean, one? What? Eddie Grand's offense at Cincinnati was pretty dynamic. Yeah, but it has. I, I know. No, I, I, I mean, mean, and and Scott Frost, for as bad as their record was, they got it rolling at the end of the year. They had huge offensive numbers for a bad team. They and they have a dynamic, like budding star at quarterback who was a freshman this year and had a great season. Um, yeah, he actually up. mentioned in the, the two four seven uh, piece. He said, obviously having uh, Adrian Martinez as the quarterback and the way they played at the end of the year, things are looking good for next year. Yeah, I mean, and so they showed that at the end of the year. You know, at the time Wandell made his announcement, Nebraska was still kind of in the middle of the struggle. It got a lot better, but it um, got better for Kentucky's offense right. too. Right, but, but 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 Scott Frost has done it other places. That's for fine. one, he was a guy who did it himself. He was a dynamic player uh, in a in a really fun offense. Uh, and then I mean at Central Florida, he went undefeated and well, had a, and had a Heisman candidate from a guy that nobody had ever heard of before. But from a Kentucky offensive standpoint, they have a, and obviously. Wandale's a slightly different. Well, no, he's a Here's very what, different player than Benny Snell. But the uh, they Kentucky's offense, but two guys on the first team. No, I agree. Yeah, I, I mean it's not like Kentucky's offense should. He can do whatever he want, and yeah. you, you the, the offenses are are probably a dynamic that played into this. But Kentucky's offense isn't somewhere you will go and yeah. necessarily die. Lynn Bowden no, was on the second team. Um, all SEC by the right. coaches, but uh, you're you're able to have success. But Lynn Bowden's the only guy in the in the passing game who had any numbers worth talking about the only guy uh adrian martinez as a freshman uh 2600 yards passing 600 yards rushing 25 touchdowns as a freshman he was really good and then the uh let me look real quick here nebraska had two guys with over 65 catches stanley morgan who was a senior so he's gone he had 70 catches for a thousand yards and this is on a you know a rebuild season uh, and another guy who was a sophomore had 66 for 818 yards. That's just that when and that that was like the low end of what this offense is going to do. That's my point. That is my point. Is I, I mean you can make a you can make a case that this was about nothing more than I'm a explosive offensive weapon. Where do I want to go play offense? Uh, and and I don't think you know. 
I don't think you put it all on this kid and say like, how could he leave home to go play for a bad Nebraska team? Uh, it's not as simple as that, in my estimation. Well, I mean, you could make it as simple as that, but then you well, have you to could, factor. Yeah, but you you'd be oversimplifying it. Yeah, you know, I mean, like at Central Florida, his last year, Scott Frost last year, they had three guys with over thirty catches. They had forty three hundred passing yards to go around. They had one, two, three. For five guys, six guys with at least twenty-five catches. There's op- there's just more opportunity there. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, uh, you know, so. I, but well, let me flip. flip it. Oh, want, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Let's, let's let's stop for a second. I'm gonna flip that. I'm gonna inverse that on you, and then I also want to kind of flesh out a conspiracy theory that in, involves Wandale in a bit. But first, I do want to tell you guys about First Watch. Uh, Kyle, you love all the food there. And take your family there quite often. All the time. I've said it a few times. You probably get tired of hearing it, but it's true. They take good care of us. They always, uh, one, one waitress there always puts us in a great spot where we're less the least annoying to other uh, patrons and then takes good care of us and doesn't uh, shame us for our kids throwing <laughs> food all over the table. Uh, the bacon is delicious. The million, million dollar. dollar bacon that's not mm-hmm. does not cost a million dollars, but tastes like it. Um, it's basically candied bacon, and it's fantastic. They got a bunch of cool... Uh, seasonal stuff. Yeah. If you're uh, basic like me and you like everything pumpkin in the fall, even though I guess now it's winter, not officially winter, but not officially. You're 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 against it's, that. It's winter. Uh, but but they, but they got they got they got everything uh, in line with that pumpkin pancakes stuff like that this time of year. Great uh, omelets and other breakfast foods. Only breakfast and lunch. Yes, they no are dinner, open. So don't show up at dinner. <laughs> they're open from 7 to 2.30 p.m. every day, and they get busy. First Watch does have a mobile app, which you can use to check on wait times and get in line before you even get there. They've got three restaurants in Lexington, which are all locally owned, and a few others in Louisville and Cincinnati. So if you're listening to this, there's a good chance that one is close to you. So go check them out. First Watch. Yeah, it's fresh. You are locked on Kentucky. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right. So my, if you want a flip side of that, and this has been a whole debate, um, like going forward, and this can kind of go into the Eddie Grant offensive debate that we got in through during, during the season, and it also kind of ties into who's to blame for the pa- passing game. Is it the quarterback that can't make the throws or the wide receivers not getting open? And um, I'll just ask you, does, did Kentucky have good wide receivers this year? I don't know. We don't know. I, I mean, don't, I, don't, I don't think they did. But okay, it, okay let's let's just look like. Let's they just did, go yeah. with that premise that Kentucky didn't have any quality wide receivers outside of Lynn Bowden. That would mean he would be able to step into this offense and be a playmaker instantaneously. Now that is also probably true for Nebraska, and, and honestly, with the talent he has, it might be true almost anywhere in college college football. But that's what makes these things so kind of just tough, and because you know you're you're we're just talking this out, and I'm sure this is recruiting pitches that an 18 year old's getting from. UK and Nebraska, but uh, you can spin it almost kind of any way. Yeah, you can, but the bottom line is so far, Eddie Grant's offense has not demonstrated to skill position players who aren't running backs that multiple guys can have big numbers in his offense <laughs> or, or lots of, even lots of opportunities. I mean, it's just a simple, it's a simple math situation. Well, like, let me say this. I mean, okay, wide receiver is the position obviously we're talking about, but there's going to be two offensive skill guys drafted from UK this year. Yeah. Conrad and Benny Snell. No, I agree. So, I, it, it is, and 
I think both of these can kind of be true. I think true. he would have been fine going either place. He would yeah. have been successful. You know, I'm not like I'm not trying to argue against being an offensive player coming to Kentucky. I think you can. I mean, Benny Snell was a three star recruit who not a lot of people wanted, and he's going to be a draft pick, and he's was a star for three years at Kentucky. Um, I'm just saying, like this is if you're if you're making the argument, why would he do this? Like, why was this heart? You know this, this this idea that he said his heart was was with Nebraska. Yeah, that's just. Um, I mean, I get the Scott Frost appeal. Uh, no, you know, I do. I, I was one, one. He's a really good recruiter, uh, and he almost stole Terry Wilson away from Kentucky. Yeah, um, that was a man. I bet Mark Stoops hates Scott Frost. I bet he does. He's a pain in his rear end. I mean, that that was a narrow escape, and he, I think he thought he had narrowly escaped him again on this one. But you know, Scott Frost was at Oregon as a coordinator. He was at. Uh, Central Florida as a head coach now at Nebraska and his offenses have been dynamic uh, everywhere he's been you know again to me it's really just a numbers thing there were 287 receptions to be had 287 uh, in his last year at Central Florida let's see his uh, this year at Nebraska 257 Receptions to be had. 287 is last year at Central Florida. 257 this year at Nebraska. And let's see, how many were there at Kentucky? 185. 185 receptions to go around at Kentucky this year. Okay, I mean, yeah, that's... So, so that's 102 fewer than at Central Florida. That's, I mean, that is I mean, that's a, you know, yeah. like that, like, but uh, if you're uh, a guy who, and he's not just a, a pass catcher. I yeah, that was the thing. He's going to run the ball. He also, too, but. also said in the quote that it was a place that would allow him to play running back and wide receiver. And I don't think that, I highly doubt Kentucky was going to say, you're only a wide receiver. I mean, they let Ben yeah. Lynn Bowden in the backfield all the time. So I think he would have been able to do that at either place as well. Yeah. And I think maybe what he looked at was just like there, Kentucky has, Maybe that's you true. Know, running backs and Lynn Bowden is yeah, already they, here established who's going to be a junior. They already got taking a guy. those Wildcat snaps. Yeah, and they, they already have a quarterback who's a, you know, yeah, primary that, These are all great reasons. Yeah. Yeah, so but I do want to do two two quick things. Um one, there is chatter on Twitter which you most of the time shouldn't listen to, but just kind of to, to to tamp this down. People are saying he only committed to Kentucky to win Mr. Football in the state of Kentucky. That what now? He only committed to Kentucky so he would win the Mr. Ah. Football Award. That's I mean, just ludicrous. He was going to win it, it, no matter what. His numbers were far and away yeah. the best in the state. So someone pointed out... Although, that uh, let's be honest, that can be a petty vote. It because can they, be, but... Because Rondale, not, no relation, <laughs> Rondale Moore didn't win it, and it was because he was not, uh, not, an in-state, not a Kentucky guy because he came in from... Indiana. He's from Indiana. Well, that's but Kentucky. that's a different different kind of dynamic there. But there are in some the political that's things fun. at play. I don't, I don't think I don't think going him going to Nebraska would have precluded no, him from I, winning. I don't. I, I completely. I agree think it's with a that. great conspiracy theory, but I don't think. I mean, that would make him a very insidious. That'd be dude. I don't think that. I don't think that's the case. The other. Let's. I mean, let's just talk about. Let's just uh, talk about the thing that people have talked about. I, I made a note of this on Twitter. There were a lot of Nebraska fans and media. I believe there was a radio. Host I actually who said it out loud. I have that right now, and I, this is all credit Derek Terry of the Catsballs, who uh, he tweeted out the the clip from Jim Rose 
about Wandale and Kentucky, and then he did a little transcript, and here's the quote from Jim Rose, who's on the radio out in Nebraska. He said, Kentucky assistant Vince Marrow, perhaps accompanied by a few, quote, special, unquote, friends of Kentucky athletics, hung out with the Robinsons. When the meeting adjourned, one of them placed a call to Scott Frost. He was presented with the minutes of the last meeting and was asked, is Nebraska still interested? Scott had no idea who this guy was, how he knows Wandell Robinson, or even how he got Frost's number. The call didn't last long. There's a good chance Wandell Robinson will never again speak to a Nebraska coach. Well, I mean, what is the, is, is the implication there that, that something was... It, the implication is that Vince Merrill went and paid Wandell right. Robinson. Yeah. Well, that was a, that was a, like I said, that was the, uh, that was a popular talking point um, from the Nebraska side when he picked Kentucky. So my question was, what do those Nebraska people think happened to change his mind then? If you're convinced that he got paid to go to Kentucky, what had to happen for him to then change his mind and go to Nebraska? Now, to be clear, I am not accusing him of, of taking anything or anybody doing anything insidious, but it's just to point out the, the, the ridiculousness of it and also how dumb it is because you are still going to recruit the guy. You're hoping to change his mind. What, what, what are you going to say if you ultimately flip him? What do you say now that you did ultimately flip him? It's just dumb. Yes, very much so. All right, I'll tell you what, that'll wrap up our Wandale uh, conversation. If anything new happens in the next couple of days, of course, we will talk about it here. But I do want to um, wrap up the, just a snippet of basketball recruiting news that I teased on the last one. Before we get to that recruiting news, I did want to tell you a little bit about Sling TV. You don't want to watch the game, you need to watch the game. And if you're sick of paying... For a bunch of channels you never use, Sling TV is the best way to go. Shout out to Stephen F. Summer on Twitter, who tweeted me today, said, just laughed audibly at your Hallmark channel plug during the Sling ad. Bravo. Yeah, yesterday, as I said, you know, it's a, the kids call it cuffing season, Kyle, where people sometimes get in relationships, and the (laughs) ladies love the Hallmark, the Hallmark Christmas channel, man. So if you want to change your sling package to get uh, to get some Christmas movies and get some cuddle cuddle time in, Sling TV can help you out. Thirty bucks a month gets you ESPN, Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, and a bunch more. You can stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel anytime. Right now, Locked On listeners can get a seven-day free trial by going to sling.com/slash. Locked on. That's S L I N G dot com slash locked on. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. We're going to have a bunch more on the next edition of this podcast. We just got confirmation that we'll be talking t- with Evan Daniels of 247. So stay tuned to the next one of this. You should be subscribed and it'll come right to your feed. But the, the little kind of subplot that kind of came on in the recruiting world is. Kentucky not allowing guys to wear jerseys and take a picture of them and send them out on social media. You see them all over the place. But that was apparently broken when Matthew Hurt was on campus because he sent out a picture of him in a Kentucky uniform on his Instagram page. Yeah, I don't think this has been a part of visits. I don't even think they let him put the jerseys on. I think this is part of the new, slightly evolved John Calipari approach, realizing he's got to tweak some things and maybe not be so... I don't want to say arrogant, but that's, I mean, that's almost what it has been. Like, 
you either want to come here or you don't. This isn't, you know, this the the this isn't for everybody thing taken to an extreme. Um, kids like this stuff. They like to put the jersey on and get a professional photo taken that the, the school can't share it, but they can give it yeah. to the kid and the kid can share it. And, exactly. And then and now you know, the coach can retweet that. <laughs> yeah, and it's excessive yeah. and it's silly and like I get being a get off my lawn guy about it. Or just thinking, I don't want to. I don't want to inflate these kids' sense of self before they get here. But it's part of the game now. Like, I have a credit card, and this is—I'm not going to say what kind it is, but it—it's it, a credit card that I only qualify for because my wife uh, has made cleaned up my credit to, to an extreme amount. Because <laughs> I used to—I couldn't even get like like a hundred-dollar credit limit probably before we met. Uh, but now I pay all my bills on time. And so, you know, if you pay your bills on time and you own a house and you make payments, you know, in a car and you make payments on time, you start getting credit card offers, right? And credit cards are super competitive. Like people want those, those credit card companies want your business. They want you buying things on credit because not most people, once they get those cards, don't pay the the balance down. I put, we pay ours off. I only, it's a card I only use for work. So I pay it off immediately. But if you don't and you make a bunch of purchases, you're just pouring money into these uh, people's uh, coffers. And if you use your credit card for a lot of things and you're a big spender, you're very valuable to them. So they're, the credit card companies are highly competitive. And this one that I got comes in the mail. It comes in a wooden box. It's made of metal. It weighs, I, I just used it at Wendy's to get, to get a Diet Coke and the guy goes, I got to get me one of these three pound credit cards. It's weighty in your hand. It looks fancy. It's just a credit card. Like I've never put anything on it more than a hotel room, <laughs> but it looks fancy. It, it kind of fit when you got it. I got it in the mail. I got it in the box, you know, and I pulled it out and it's metal and it's heavy for like a five minutes. I was like, I'm, I'm big stuff. This is awesome. And and the other and the competitors to that card and other brands have similar things. I've seen like black metallic cards and these shiny cards, hologram cards. Yeah. The point being, people want to feel like they are getting something special because they are special, right? You want to feel like you are getting something, the glossy treatment because you're the special customer, right? Does that make sense? Yes. Like, so you have to play that game, whether you like it or not. Like, it's dumb. There is no reason for this card to be made out of metal and weigh three times as much as a normal credit card and come in a wooden box. There is absolutely, they could have mailed it like every other credit card in an envelope to your house and it could be plastic and it would work just fine with the same credit limit. But people want to be treated special. And it's like, that's recruiting now. Yeah. And I think it's smart that People, Kentucky is finally sending out the wooden box and the and the and the metal credit card. You know, you got you just do it. It's not that hard. You're, you're yeah. not you're not giving anything up because you let Matthew hurt. You know, I think there's a fear, or not fear, but just a, a thought that like if you if you uh, pander to these two these guys and their families too much on the front end, you cede some power when they arrive on your campus because you've kissed their butts too much. Mm-hmm. And I do get that. But I don't think you give up anything by letting Matthew Hurt put the Kentucky jersey on and feel like, like, let him envision that. What does it look, what does this thing look like on me? What does it feel like to slip this jersey on in this cool, you know, can, fancy Kentucky locker room and get a, have a picture, cool picture of it and tweet it out? 
I don't think you give up anything by doing that. And I think you gain the people are visual. And that now he can envision himself putting that jersey on. Um, and you may, and you just went the extra mile to put the credit card in the wooden box and make it out of metal instead of plastic. And he, yeah. he probably appreciates it. For that five minutes, he felt like he was a special customer. Yeah. You know, there's value in it. Uh, I agree. Did you give the box as a present to him? Never gave the the empty credit card box to someone I knew that really liked credit cards. <laughs> that was a interesting comparison, and I agree with it completely, uh, but I did not envision us this comparing credit card recruitment <laughs> well, to basketball it's funny, recruitment. It's funny because I knew you were going to talk about that and as I was driving here I stopped, went Stopped through the drive through yeah. and pulled that. I don't have my debit card. I left it at home so I had to use my credit card and, I, and the guy every time I hand that card to somebody they're like whoa Whoa. What is this? Are you like famous? <laughs> like, no, it's just like. Yes, yeah. I am Kyle Tucker no. of Locked On yeah. Kentucky and, and, and The I, Athletic. And I promise I'm not bragging about this. It's just, uh, it was like bizarre to me. I, I had no idea that it would be like, it would be presented in such a way. And it, it's striking to people. Sometimes you just need to add a little flash to your presentation. And it, and it makes it makes a, a lasting impact on people. They remember, they remember when you go the extra mile. Yeah. I completely agree. Just so. like I get free $15 free Ubers every month on that credit card. It's Ooh. awesome. Well, that's a good And deal. free baggage good, at airports. Good gravy. I need to get that, that credit card. I got to check my credit score. So, all right. As I mentioned, coming up on the next edition, we're going to talk to Evan Daniels and break down a lot more basketball recruiting. Um, and until then, follow us along on Twitter, at LockedOnUK. Be sure to be subscribed, rating, and reviewing. It says your last day, last chance uh, to be entered to win that signed Darius Miller 8x10 from the national championship game. All you got to do is rate, five stars, review, take a screenshot of that review, and then tweet us, and you will be entered to win. Be sure to be following me on Twitter, at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Follow Kyle. At Kyle Tucker, underscore A-T-H. If you are interested, I recently did a podcast on my personal one, Wildcat Country, with Michael Weisenberg and we talked some college prospects and how they translate to the NBA so if you're interested go check that out and thanks to First Watch for sponsoring this edition of the show thank you so much for listening we will talk to you soon you are locked on Kentucky available on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts locked on don't worry I won't finish you get the idea yeah that'll work then yeah let's just do it tomorrow and then I'll, I'll tease that and then tease this out okay